Hello and welcome to the Shape of Work, a podcast series by Springworks. My name is Anoop and I am your host. Each week we'll be talking to top people managers across the world on the future of work and how it's shaping our workplace. So sit back and get ready to find out more from these movers and shakers as we have a no holds barred anything goes conversation with them about their journey, their insights, their thoughts, and most importantly their ideas and vision for the workplace of the future. Join in on the conversation. Leave a comment and don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Shape of Work podcast. Joining us today we have Mr. Arun Jagannathan who is the co-founder and CEO at Crack Verbal and also the co-founder at English for India. So hi Arun how are we doing today? Uh, hello how are you? I'm good. So, I am doing absolutely fine yeah. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's it's so good to have you. And I'm sure that we'll have a very uh, you know entertaining conversation. I'm actually looking forward to knowing your insights and your perspective about the HR space today, right? So uh, before we jump on to our conversation, I would just like to set up a base for our listeners. If you could just you know tell us a bit about yourself and uh, what exactly is it that you do, and if you could just walk us through your career journey. Sure. Um, so. i uh, help people make better career decisions uh, so i run two startups one of them is crackable where we help people train for gmat and mba so typically the kind of people who come are in their you know early to mid 20s late 20 sometimes uh, now we are getting a lot of people in the 30s right uh, who have some kind of a disconnect with what they are doing and they feel you know an mba is the right path for them uh, we also help Uh, companies train their employees. That's my other startup, which is English for India, uh, where we help them um, communicate better. So this is broadly uh, what I've been doing, and I believe that uh, to a large extent, the reason was I was given uh, terrible career advice, uh, and this is not terrible career advice because the advice was wrong. It was just not applicable to me. Um, so I uh, started my career in IT in coding. and uh, that is something that i uh, absolutely hated um and there was really no reason to it uh, and back then you know 20 years ago there were uh, a lot many opportunities and i had already invested uh, you know enormous time studying for a particular degree uh, there is a sunk cost bias um that you know usually kicks in that you end up continuing with what you do so i wanted to do something so i spent about 10 years in it so i also understand the it world Uh, the typical tech sector, how the mindset is, and I've also been on the other side uh, wearing a entrepreneur's hat. That that's really good to know. I mean, yeah, of course, from your own experience, what challenges you face, you're making life easier for people like us. Great. Right. I just wanted to also uh, just uh, you know kind of say that uh, what happens is that uh, just like uh, the idea is not to pontificate. The idea is not to say there is anything right. I'll just probably share what I have as an experience and see if uh, any of those experiences could be relevant. Uh, and you know, people can just think of their own situations in that. Right. Of course, that totally makes sense. Great. So, um, Arun, with the beginning of the new year, and uh, you know, we would really want to ask you how the year two thousand twenty one has been in context of the world of work. and uh, what have been some very good positive uh, trends that have uh, trends that have emerged during the year right so i think um, if 2020 was the year of shock like people were trying to figure out how do i you know the word new normal got coined 2020 and people started adjusting i think 2021 
uh, was where they also figured out the sweet spot and they realized that, you know, so the initial exuberance of saying that, oh, now I don't need to commute and I can sit at home in my pajamas all day, uh, that is kind of slowly, you know, shifting to an NY where people say, can I go meet people? Uh, but hey, you know what? I still don't want to go that two-hour-long trip to Sarjapur boat, right? I still want to avoid that, correct? But uh, so I think the hybrid is evolving. I think to 2022, uh, you know, I think that's going to be the style where uh, um, one positive trend is, uh, you know, the fact that we are finding this right space, which is work with the kind of flexibility uh, and structure that online provides, which is remote work. So both, uh, so Crack Global, we are completely 100% remote. So we hire people from uh, all over the country. So, you know, it, it makes perfect sense for us to continue with the work from home. Uh, but on the other hand, we believe that sometimes a Zoom meeting can become very tactical. It's, it's a great thing to say, spreadsheet, show me roads to 23. Correct? Very tactical. It's a nice thing. But sometimes I think, you know, so we take the opportunity to sometimes book a day pass in a co-working space and, you know, just go and, uh, you know, have discussion. So I think that's where I'm seeing uh, the place of work. What what are the emerging trends uh, from, a, from a people perspective? Got it. Yeah, actually, we are still adapting to the whole, uh, you know, work from home and hybrid model because we're always so used to going to a place and sitting with all our colleagues and working. But yeah, I'm sure this will also work out as well as fine. Right. right. So uh, coming to my next question, uh, the World Economic Forum predicts that by 2022, no less than 54% of all workforce will require significant reskilling and upskilling. How do you think that workforce skills will play out in uh, you know this coming year? Right. So one of the interesting things that I found, uh, so at English for India, we do a training. So one of the products that we uh, sell or one of the you know, trainings that we do is email skills, right? Now, what happens is you're going to have uh, two schools of thought, right? Typically, if you see managers, right? So someone who is maybe in their 30s and 40s, if you look at the way they look at it, uh, email to them comes very intuitively. If you have used email, right? Uh, you know, in your, if you're in your 30s, you know how to keep people in CC and all that. But now think about a person who's entering the workforce in 2022, right? Uh, he graduated from 12 in 2001, 21 years ago, right? Uh, it means that he had a phone from the age of 13 or 14, correct? So the way he converses is with, let's say, a chat, correct? So I communicate this way. This is what I understand. You asked me a question and I said, yes. Suddenly, the email world is taking offense and outrage and saying, this guy is not able to understand the mechanics and construct. So I think uh, that is one of the things that uh, in a larger context of communication within the workspace that people are also realizing that I don't have the non-verbal cues of being in the same space, but um, how do I still effectively create the environment, create the culture while I'm still, you know, distributed. Right. That that does make perfect sense. I could totally relate to that. part. <laughs> right. Okay. So moving on. Um, so many new and different work models have emerged in the last year. What do you think are some key characteristics to which people, people managers and leaders need to possess to lead successfully? Right. So I think uh, leaders, I, I, I think I've read more HBR articles uh, in the last two years that I've done 
in you know the, the past decade right because what really happened is we had a kind of tool set that we were used to working you mimic your boss correct and your boss exhibits a certain behavior you do it what happened with the uh, new workplace right is it completely changed the way so your boss now doesn't know what to do you don't know who to copy correct uh, people say i have to be empathetic sure i have to be empathetic but i also need some empathy right who's giving me that love especially as an entrepreneur right um so i think uh, a lot of it was you know it, it also made people question the kind of people they are uh, you know what they stand for for example personally for me i it, it really made me think that i really am a teacher at heart right so i should do more of teaching more of content uh, so i think leadership styles are evolving but i think the overarching thing is uh, there is a lot more kindness that is required uh, it's easier to say i mean you know we are all stressed and we are all trying to push but just being a little bit more kind uh, and just trying to empathize because the non verbal you know the, the zoom world is only so much uh, yeah. there is something that i could be missing out uh, and yeah i think that's the leadership style that's that makes perfect sense we never really realize that we should also show that empathy towards our bosses and seniors right so as a, you know the the thing is that as i said right now think about it right i have a physical meeting and there is someone who is at the corner and i want to say hey why don't you come over to the you know so in the physical world it may be seen as a sign of me being encouraging right, right? now in a virtual world someone is there the you know video is not turned on and i say hey can you turn on the video you know can you can i see you can you you know speak or maybe they are not in a situation right they may not turn have taken a shower correct right <laughs> empathy and, and again you know going back to that email example right it is just a question of how you see the world right correct. so true true totally agree so next uh, moving on again Uh, what are some of the old paradigms that leaders need to let go you know to be in sync with our changing realities right so i think um, it's not specifically from covid i think you know there has been this trend that has been happening for quite some time especially silicon valley is you know the pioneer of this which is the whole idea of having the growth mindset right. of companies you know constantly evolving um and uh, i think uh, as a paradigm what today teams require is not a top down approach right so earlier you had a commander the commander would go tell the soldiers what to do correct uh, but now it's turned into guerrilla warfare right like the team is told okay go and cause maximum damage right and the team has to figure it out correct um it's not that you know the people know better so i think that paradigm of really letting the you know a, a 25 year old uh, can manage social media better than any 45 year old i know right so experience is not really your strength it's less experience actually you know gives me a lot of signaling uh, effect of you know who i think as a manager doing that still having the adult supervision right <laughs> making sure that they are still pointed in the right direction so that the energy is uh, kind of I, i think that's the kind of uh, dynamics that really would play out uh, more and more in the workspace right totally agree right 
Okay, so I believe this might be my last question. Um, so Reid Hoffman, uh, you know, who's the co-founder of LinkedIn, once quoted that uh, no matter how brilliant your mind or strategy, if you're playing a solo game, you'll always lose out to a team. So I'm really intrigued on you know what your opinion on this is. Like uh, as a st- as uh, the startup grow- grows, do you think that letting the team take the spotlight is important for the founders? And uh, how does that help in multiplying the growth of the company? Um, so what happens is, you know, as a leader, and I, I'm going to give you a little bit of a philosophical answer perhaps, uh, but there is a lot of theory on this. It's called post-heroic leadership, right? Yeah. Um, where if you look at uh, Ramayan and Mahabharata, right? So Ramayan came earlier, you had Ram who was the heroic leader. He yeah. went, he defeated, and he, you know, went to Lanka and came back. And then you had Mahabharata where uh, Lord Krishna was you know, giving advice and actually influencing the outcome, right? So you want to be more like Krishna, less like Ram, right? So as a leader, I think the idea is to identify what are the real strengths and really act as an advisor for your employee. So our motto for our students is mentoring achievers. We use the same logic in Crackable for our employees also. Like what makes most sense uh, from a career perspective. So I think it has to be uh, employee driven, putting the right skill with the right, um, you know, place, giving the right challenge, defining it and getting out of the damn way, right? So right. last thing you want to do is uh, do that. But but that's really the holy grail. I think it's a, it's a work in progress. Right. That totally makes sense. So um, unfortunately, we are actually at the end of our episode. Yeah. And uh, like I said in the very beginning, I knew that, uh, you know, I had I made sense that uh, we were going to have a wonderful conversation. And yeah, personally, I learned, I mean, a lot of a lot of good things from this conversation here, your insights and perspectives. It's uh, it was really good talking to you. And uh, one more thing, if, you know, any of our listeners want to reach out to you, would LinkedIn be the best platform? Yes. You can, they can search me on Arun Jagannathan at LinkedIn. I think that would be a great place. I... I... That will be great. All right, Arun. So it was really good having you here and I look forward to being in connection with you. Right. All right. Thank Thank you you very much. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you.